0: Okay. All right. Um, well, welcome to the first in the series of of, of lectures on Navi and Rishonim. If this uh, is successful, obviously we'll we'll, we'll continue with uh, beyond beyond um, beyond uh, the next few weeks. Anyway, um, plan 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 to be with me each and every Sunday night at this time. Um, the, the time will adjust slightly um, if. Um, um, as as Minchil gets earlier, we'll adjust the time slightly, five ten minutes. Uh, but around, uh, and obviously, I'll I'll let you know in the email. Um, we will keep this login; it'll be the same login each and every week. So uh, so you have so you don't have to go searching for it. I'll, I'll obviously resend it every Sunday to remind people. Um, anyway, um, I just wanted to acknowledge the, uh, my friend Moshe, who's on um, all all this year and for the next uh, eight weeks. We dedicated in memory of his father um who uh who just passed away about two weeks ago uh ben um i just uh um noted I, I was looking through a book last night a number of years ago when i was a young israel rabbi um uh, i was honored by the national council and i was looking through the i happened to be looking for the journal last night and I found a page where most of your parents put an ad in in, in, in my honor so uh i thought, right. i thought that was very nice uh you did separately with shalom and uh and aaron uh but uh, I saw you thought that was very nice uh made you think about um th- about your father and and you know what, what what's transpired over the last couple of weeks um i, I, I know uh, one one thing one thing I could tell you for sure about uh about Ravirahmiel he'd be very happy to not, to not tonight to know that people are coming together to learn torah and i, Absolutely. Yes, I think that's the ultimate tribute to his. Memory. Um, I'm going to make a statement that's somewhat radical. Um, It's not that radical, (laughs) it is radical, because in reaction to to my statement, you're all going to say the Holocaust. And and I'm going to show you that that might be true, but it's not to the extent that that my statement has meaning. Um, I will argue with anybody. Uh, the post Yehoshua period, which we're going to discuss in great detail tonight. Tonight we'll do a lot of introduction before we get into the text of Sefer uh, Shoftim. We're not going to do every in Sefer then We'll go through for about eight lectures. We'll go through different uh, ideas. Um, the worst period of Jewish history, I think to me, hands down, is the 350 or so years that followed the death of Yehoshua. Now. Now again, now you're going to say what the Holocaust was. The Holocaust was the worst event. It was the worst uh, seven years. But, but here here you have a period of just three three and a half centuries where it's just one disaster after the other. Um, it, it does not speak highly of the Jewish people of this period, nor does it speak nor does it speak highly of of the leadership of this period. But, none, but nonetheless, it's uh it's a, um, um, it's a, it's an important lesson. Um, but in order to get to the, understand what I'm saying, um, it requires a significant introduction, um, and I probably will take that will probably take us through today, and then next week we'll we'll start getting into the text. First of all, um, there is a Haftorah. There's a Haftorah Torah for parshas Vayera. So the Haftorah is one of my favorite Haftorahs because it talks about me, Elisha HaNovi. <laughs> so, so that's uh, so that's why it's one of my favorite Haftorahs. It's Elisha way So anyway, now it, in that Haftorah, um, there's a there's a there's a mention of the following idea, and I'm going to show you how the Gemara absolutely refutes that that pasuk. And we have to try to understand what the Gemara is saying, because obviously the Gemara is not going to contradict a, a, what we call an up in the puzzle. So well, what happens in that story? And I think it's an important story. The story is like this. There was a woman who was the wife of Ovajah HaNovi. I'm pretty certain the Ovajah of Sefer Ovajah, the one peric, the vua that we have, which is the Haftar of Aparshat Reh um, Apparently he owed a lot of money. And in those days, um, they didn't have foreclosures, and uh, they did have. Well, actually, they really did. Well, whatever. Anyway, the Gemara talks about all the time about the chasam mishabadim, so I guess they did have foreclosures. But apparently, um, it it was it was stylish that if you um, if you um, owed money, that it was it was possible. That people would, could take your children as slaves as payment if you couldn't pay for the the debt if the debt was so exuberant that they would come and take your children away as slaves. Right, not, not, not a great, not a great uh, system. Anyway, so a woman comes to Elisha hanovi and says that the debtor is coming to collect his debt and he's going to he threatened to take away my he threatened to take away my children. So. Um, Elisha asks the famous, uh, what do you have in your house? And she says, a jug of oil. And he tells her to collect all the the jugs of oil that you can find in the town and keep pouring. And miraculously, the oil keeps pouring. Anyway, eventually she makes enough oil that she's able to sell it and pay back the debt and, and save her children. Who is this woman? So this woman is the wife of Ovajah HaNovi. Who was Ovajah HaNovi? So Ovajah was, a, was, a, was on the staff, was on the uh, cabinet of and HaMelech. Ahav, the, the evil king Ahav and Ezebo, he was part of their uh, cabinet. Now, the story is, is that he saved 100 Nevi'im. He hid them in a cave and he fed them and he supported them. Okay. Now, so that was the story. Anyway, uh, 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 and, and a lot of, uh, and that, that, that way um, people, um, so anyway, so, so she was, anyway, so her taina to Elisha, Hanovi was, look what my husband did, how could you let this happen to my family? Okay. So, so, so the novi describes how he saved a hundred noviim. From from uh, uh, the clutches of Ahab and Izebel, uh, you, you know we know a lot. A lot of the middle parochim of Sefer Malachim is the is the conflict between Ahav and Eliyahu Anovi. And, and you know, it, 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 it's almost humorous. There's a, there's a great great scene where uh, where you know Eliyahu orders that the rain stop falling and there's a drought. That's that's right before they meet at Har Carmel, and what ha- what happens is. What happens is that um, uh, Elia, Elia and Ahab meet. And, and Ahab calls them, Are you the one who's, who's causing all the trouble for the Jewish people? And Elia is like, humorous it's a joke. Elia is like, seriously, me? I'm the one who's causing the trouble? You're the one who let them to idol worship? So what, <laughs> do you, anyway, and that's when they go to Har Carmel and that whole story happens. Okay, why do I tell you this story? The Gemara and Megillah tells us to follow. Following the... So I just told you Ovaja saved 100 Nevi'im. The Gemara in Megillah says there were 48 Nevi'im and 7 Nevi'ot, means 48 men and 7 women. What happened? No one the Novi is very clear that Ovaja saved 100 Nevi'im, but yet the Gemara says that, that there was only 48 Nevi'im. So the Gemara establishes a rule. Um, uh, and I was trying to figure out uh, the, the seven women, it's clear how they were Nebuchadnezzar, except for Abigail, who was the wife of David, I can't figure out what her Nebuchadnezzar was. Uh, Khan, uh, the seven women are Sarah, uh, Miriam. So Sarah said Nebuchadnezzar, she said, it's Yitzchak, Kikarei right? Um, um, what, what's her name? Uh, Miriam, uh, Miriam, Miriam what, said Nebuchadnezzar, she said that her mother is going to give birth to the, to the leader of the Jewish people before Moshe was born. Well, that, well that's, why, that's why she's called Achol Sarah because she said her nevuah when she was only Achol Um Hannah, if you look at Hannah's tefillah of thanks, so we have the of Rashana, that she, she, she has nevuah and she says this elaborate tefillah. The tefillah is, is filled with nevuah. It's all about the future. It's all about the establishment of Mashiach coming and Malchus based COVID, and it's a lot of nevuah in her. Um, you know Esther. Esther, the Gemara says, was written by Ruchah Kodesh. Um, and you have Chuldah Neviya. Chuldah is a story in herself. Uh, she said in Navua that, that in the time of Yoshio, that the base of just could be destroyed, but not in his time. Uh, so you have all, all that. Anyway, the Gemara says forty-eight Nevi'im. Well, here we have clear that there was a hundred Nevi'im just in Obaj's time. So the Gemara says the following: the Gemara says Nevuah shall with Doros Nechtavu, a that was that was established for all generations is written down anything if a novi only spoke to his generation so then it wasn't written down because we not a history book we don't need to know what their problems are if their problems were not our problems then then the gemara says that that the nebuah was not written down now what does that mean that puts a burden uh, 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 on the study of Novi. The burden on the study of Navi means is that every time you read a safer of Novi, every time you read a story in the Novi, every time you read a Nivuwa, what, what, what I'm about to say is a little more clearer. It's just a whoever, is, whoever has the background, uh, noise should just mute. Um, and, and anybody who has the... Anyone who has, anyone who reads a story of nevuah, but doesn't, but doesn't, is unable to um, learn a lesson, that means you haven't read the story properly. Now, when you have nevuah like Ishayahu and Yuriyo, where they give real nevuahs, so it's a lot easier to get the message. But in the stories, you got to really read the story. So if you read through a story of Novi and you didn't learn something that relates to me sitting here in the year 2021, 20 whatever, I pushed this ahead already, 2020, um, then then, uh, 5780, I'm almost finished with 5780, then you haven't read the story properly. Now it does not mean, it does not mean guys, it does not mean that every detail is teaching us a lesson because you also have to tell the story uh we've had we've had a few times in the the last couple of weeks right like like, the the details that's what happened like it wasn't why did those details happen that's what happened you know sometimes you have to say that And and you have to be able to tell the story but if you read the whole story and you haven't learned anything then you really have not learned then you really have not learned what the, the message of the novi that means that everything in that book has value to us everything in that book has a lesson a message it's talking to us we can we can write all the mustawaram in the world. The biggest mustaaffer is the novi you know why i'll tell you why he, and, and, and no way am I belittling studying the Silusrim and and the the ra the, 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 the and 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 all the big Musa, Neftab and all the achad Yitzchak, and all the big Svarim that people study. No way am I putting that down. I don't want you to have a Seder in those Svarim. But what I'm saying is that, is that even before that, all those Svarim came out, the Musa for our life, the handbook for our life, is in the Tanakh. Be, beyond my comprehension is why Tanakh is, is so uh, such a neglected study. Not by everybody. But in in, in in the large scene, Tanakh is a very neglected study. And, and and the sad part of the of the story is that there's so much to learn. There's so much so much to teach us of how and and also what what's also a message is that Tanakh is about people. In other words, I can, you know we could discuss abstract concepts. We could talk about how how uh, you know uh, you gotta do this, gotta do that. But the Tanakh is about people living. It. So if they can live it, the Gemara says, when you have one person that does it the right way, then everyone else is 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 responsible. If one person can do it, everybody could do it. So you know, Hillel The Gemara says that Hillel, Hillel held accountable all the poor people to study Torah because when he was poor, he studied Torah. So you can't make the excuse I'm too poor to study Torah. But Hillel did it, so you can do it too. So, so I think that's also important that we, we have to and I think that's also a message of Perkialos as well. Perky is it's not that, you know, you know, very often Perkyovos can be looked at as 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 statements of great people who we never could reach the level of. But that's not correct. Perkiavos is things that, that people lived. There were Midos Tovos that people lived by. And, sp- and, and 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 maybe they're much greater than we were. But it doesn't mean we can't live by those ideals. We can, we can aspire. We can achieve. We can achieve that. And I think that, that that's very, very important. Um, a, a little bit of history, and then I'm going to talk about the author of Sefer Um Now, you know, um, I, I, I see Ryan has his Yankee symbol on, on uh, up on the screen, so I'll use his muscle. You know, when you live in New York um, and, 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 and you're a baseball fan, okay, those of us who are, who are Mets fans uh, don't appreciate this, but okay. But, but you, you almost know that, that in, in every decade, the Yankees are going to win the World Series. Like, it, it's almost a given that just about in every decade, the Yankees are going to win one, two, three World Series. So you, can't, you kind of take it for granted. That's how it's always going to be. Um, but the reality is that it doesn't. It, it were a number of you know, in the '60s, they weren't so great Yankees, and, uh, and and you know, things change. Life changes, and and what we, our responsibility is to figure out life when it's not in, in the glory days. We have to be able to live life in the glory days and not in the glory days, and and that's also that's also a lesson. Rabbi Fran writes in his sefer, um, I think it's called the one that's just called listen to your messages he says that the mistake of the spies the Araglim, was not that they i mean if you look what they said did they really say such terrible things about Eretz Yisrael they said that there's a large fruit no what, what what they wanted was an unrealistic life they wanted to live in the desert they wanted to live in the desert they wanted to live with the moon falling from the sky and they wanted to uh live with the uh, uh, with Hashem's protection all around us you know what it's easy that way because you know even that they complain so he's, he's really unbelievable to you think about that but 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 the, it, their expectations were unrealistic the navi teaches us how to live unreal, under realistic conditions and, and i think that's an important and that's what the gemara means when it says that every story or every navua is a message for us today otherwise it would not have been included in the book um Yehoshua, Moshe started this, but Moshe really didn't have the same challenge as Yehoshua. Moshe's challenge was to teach B'nai Yisrael how to live in Eretz Yisrael, right? The the the. Uh, the, the the moon is, is disappearing and the the cloud is going away and the fire is going away and you gotta go live in Eretz soil. you gotta go you gotta pick up a shovel and you gotta plant and you gotta and you gotta you know watch the field hope there's enough rainfall you got you gotta harvest and you gotta work hard you know you know if you read in between the lines and Megillahs Rus the harvest is a very involved process you just learn the halachas of Chuma and meiser and all and all the all, all the all the all the different things. Uh, you know it's a process, but but the truth is, Moshe's challenge was not the same as Yoshua's was. Moshe, although he w- had to tell them about that kind of life, but when 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 Joshua took them to Eretz Yisrael, they were still fighting. They were fighting miraculous wars. The wars were miraculous. Uh, uh, one of the most famous psukim in all of, of Tanakh is Shemesh ve'Givon Dom, Bi'arei alone, where Yoshua commanded the sun and the moon to stand still because if, if, the, if the sun set too quickly, the enemies would have escaped into the mountains and they wouldn't have been able to capture them. And, and then who knows what would happen. Yeshua you know, said, we got to finish the war now. And, and, and he orders the sun and the moon to stand still. I don't have to tell you that that, that idea leaves an impression on you. When you're, when you're one of those soldiers that, that, that stand that stand and see this happen, that leaves an impression on you. You don't forget that impression. And I always point this out about Korach. You know, one of the things Korach never challenges Moshe on is Kabbalah Satorah. He never says that Moshe didn't bring us to Torah. You know why? Because he saw it. He was, there. He was at Har Sinai. He, he, he knew it happened. He couldn't say it didn't happen. I was like, Wait a minute. They'll say it when well, you're crazy. You were there. You know, he, he challenges them on other things. And Yehoshua now how to take them away. now most of the wars now now we're gonna we'll talk probably next week uh that that part of the challenge of the period of, after yoshua is that the wars were not completed they didn't uh, they didn't do uh, enough of what they were supposed to do in the time of yoshua that's going to be one of the that's going to be one of the big challenges in the shaper at least at the beginning um but now yoshua has to tell them listen you you know you're not going to see the sun and the moon stand still in the sky. You're not going to see a, a tiny army defeat the big army, although that's happened many times in <laughs> um, history. Uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be uh, as, as obvious. You know, we say in Modem every day, Al You know, we say in Modem that there are miracles that are with us every single day. However, however, it, it, you know, if I, if I took a Gallup poll, of how many miracles did you witness today? So if you're not a thinking person, if you're not a thinking person, you're gonna say none. And, and reality is if you're a thinking person, you realize that almost everything around us is miraculous. Um, the fact that I am talking to you on this screen is, is, is nothing short of miraculous. That, 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 that my words are somehow entering your living room through uh, some mechanism called Zoom is, is really quite uh, an event. And, and, and we think, well, what do you mean? Man created that. Oh, well, really? <laughs> and without Siata the Shemaya, no, nothing happens. There's a, you know, the Major says that Rabbi Akiva was asked by the Roman procurator, you know, who, whose creation is better, man or God's? So Rabbi, oh, and it was only Rabbi Akiva could say, Rabbi Akiva says man's is better. He said, so the Roman uh, procurator said, what do you mean? Because so we created the earth, the land. Rabbi Akiva said, don't, don't talk to me about crazy You know, don't talk to me about things that are beyond us. Let's talk Tachas. Rabbi Kiva takes a stick of wheat and he puts it on the table and he takes Allah and he puts it on the table. He says, whose creation is better, man's or God's? Uh, now, what's his message? His message is that we're put in this world to develop the world. The message that Yoshua had to teach the Jewish people is that you're part of the world history and your role and your job is to um, is to bring, make the world a better place. But there's only one way you're going to make the world a better place: by strict adherence to Torah and mitzvot. And actually, at the end of Sefer Yoshua, he actually puts it out to them, and he says to them, "I'm going to give you an option here. I'm, I, I, you're going to pick either either you're going to e- either you're going to serve Hashem or you're going to serve the idols. But do me a favor," Yoshua says, "Pick one. He look at it says uh, i'll support you on <laughs> you pick. and and of course in that generation they they they, they you know their, their answer was shalom, we should not serve hashem and and you know they obviously gave all the right answers problem the problem is as we're going to see is that they were not able to pass on that message strong enough to their children um, you know when when the you know when when it's a story that zevi told me it's not the same as a story that, 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 you know, I, I, I you know, I, I was a witness, you know, when you're witness witnessing, but the problem and the challenge of the generation of the Shoftim is going to be it's Zadie stories. It's no longer live history. It's not, lo- it's no longer miraculous living. It's Zadie stories. Um, it's, it's the stories that their grandpa told me. And, and you have to be a certain on a certain kind of, of to, to, to believe grandpa stories like it's not, you know, listen, our entire, our entire Masora is based on my father did it and your father did it and his grandfather and back all the way, all the way to Harsinai. You know, we, 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 we believe very strongly that everybody was that everybody was at everybody was that Harsinai and and, it, you know, and, and, that, and that's. That was the challenge that Yoshua had to somehow get that message across. He says, tell your children, tell your children, teach your children about what you experienced. Teach your children how the moon stood still for you and how the sun stood still. Teach your children about Yitziasmansy, about Sriamsu. And it was a very, very serious challenge. And and unfortunately, as we're gonna see next week, that the, the generation was not up to the challenge. Now, until when? So we're gonna have 350 years of bad just bad stories, one story after the other. Until when? So who's the last show fate? Shmuel Hanovi. Now, many of you have heard me say on a number of occasions, in my opinion, Shmuel Hanovi was one of the great people ever to walk this earth. And you know why? Because the, the reason is because Shmuel Hanovi understood the people on a way that that almost no one until, Yo, until back to Yoshua, between Yoshua and Shmuel, no one understood the Jewish people until Shmuel. By the way, Shmuel Hanavi is the author of Sefer Shoftim. He writes Shoftim Rus and his own book up until he dies. And after he dies, or what we call the Shmuel days, or whatever, um, is written by God and Natan and the other naviim that lived at that time. Now, what? What? Now, what was his goal, and what did what did he do? Now. Right away the Novi now now one, one of the lessons that, that you have to know about Novi is it's brutally honest. Brutally honest. Meaning if, if you're bad, the Novi the Novi calls you out, says you're bad. But if you're good, the Novi also tells it, well, you'll see you know, when you learn Say from Elohim, you learn that the litmus test of all the kings is David Amalah. And, and and the Novi has an expression, kid or David right? Like like he was the litmus test. And it, uh, and, and if you are able to maintain his standards, then you would consider it good. Um, and, and the Novi is very honest about good and not good. Um, right at the beginning of Sefer Shmuel, the Novi tells us how he was tovim Hashem, the tovim an Hashem. He was good with people. What did he do? Right? He was a Chabadster. Now, now I, I, I say that with, with tongue in cheek, but not really. The idea of going out to the Jewish people, it says, that, it says that, when, that in his time, he traveled from city to city to city. He didn't sit in one place and say, everybody come to me. He went, he went and he brought lattes with him and he brought the and Kugel with him and, 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 and he had dinner in people's houses and he, and, and he reached out to the people. But, am I, but I, the piece that's missing when you read Sefer Shmuel is, I believe that he took this book. With him and he said i want to read this book to you i want to show you how challenging the last couple of centuries have been in jewish history and we it's in our hands to make a difference it's in our hands to change all of that and and unbelievably and it's, it speaks to him moshe the aron the hanav shmuel Kore Shemo. we say every friday night the moshe and aaron Shmuel is right. Is right, is right. Um, Shmuel makes the top five list. Um, he, he's, he's right up there. And he understood very well the Jewish people. He understood the mechanism of the Jewish people. He understood what the, who the Jewish people were. And he understood what he needed to do. Whatever David and Shlomo accomplished is, is in gratitude to Shmuel Hanavi. Shmuel Hanavi laid the foundation. Shmuel Hanavi laid the, laid the groundwork. And after he laid the groundwork, he, and, and, and I think the foundation was Sefer Ashofen. I, I think he went and he taught the people Sefer Ashofen. And he said, look, look what happened. But, you know, 18 years and seven years and, and, and 20 years of, of torture. For what? For what? What did we gain by it? We wanted to worship idols? What were we worshiping idols for? You know, what, 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 what did it get you? It got you torture. It got you suffering. It got you a lot, of, a lot, a lot of aggravation. And he writes this book, he writes this book to remind us exactly, exactly how we're supposed to live our lives and how we're not supposed to live, how we're not supposed to live our lives. Every story, as you're going to see that we're going to start, we'll start to discuss a little bit next week. Um, every story, there's a, there's a lesson, there's lessons in leadership, there's lessons in, in behavior, there's lessons in serving Hashem and how to serve Hashem. And Shuala Novi kind of brought it all together. Um, I just want to, because uh, just a few more minutes and then we'll continue next week. Um, I just wanted to point out a few things about the Shoftim. The Shoftim were a different kind of people than, than other leaders in Jewish history. Um, well, first of all, the Rambam, the Rambam in, in the seventh paragraph of Yisodei HaTorah says that a note, and this is where a Shofet is different than the other. The Novi is basically a certain category. He had to be a gibor. He had to be the Ramrill says he had to be strong. He had to be wealthy. He had to have he had to have he had to be co-kocious ko- A novi had to have full control of his nations. Uh, a Novi was in full control of his Yatzatov versus Yatzahara. He was a super person, uh, without question. He had certain understandings, he had Havana and, and the Ram goes into a whole list of who a novi is. That's a novi. And if you look through the list of the neviim, they all pretty much fit into that category. Show fate, not so much. Show fate, there was no such thing as one size fits all. They, were, they came in, and as I like to say, in many shapes and sizes and colors. Um, they, they, there was not one, one, uh, one thing for a show fate. The one thing that they did do, and that, that, that was common to all of them, is their role was to, def- to weed B'nai Israel against the enemy who was oppressing them, and, and chase out the enemy and restore peace to the land. And, and we're going to see, you know, Baruch Hashem, they were, you know, successful, so there was 40 years, there was 80 years, there was, you know, th- you know, that's why it was a, it was a long period of history. Um, they were successful on, on a certain level, they weren't successful in passing on the message to the next generation, but at least for their generation, they brought a, a certain Yeshua. Um, uh, um, if you became a shofate, it was not, there was no Yerusha. It was not, it, it, it didn't mean that your child, it, it wasn't a machos, it wasn't a kingship. It, wasn't, it didn't mean that your child was going to be the next shofate. In fact, in no cases did that happen. Um, uh, across the board, the shofei were different people. Different people um, it, the shofate was a person who was inspired by Hashem due to circumstance. Meaning, hashat Sri halakach that moment in history needed this person in other words listen you know we'll talk about hopefully we'll talk about, we'll about Shimshon. uh you know he's not on my top 10 list of uh, most righteous people in Jewish history uh but but he is on my top 10 list of people that really saved the people. so you know that's what i mean by that not one size fits all uh you know he's not who he looked to be uh, the uh, as opposed to Asniel ben Kenaz, who was the first shofei, who, who the Gemara says restored many halachos to, to Israel. So you're going ha- you ha- to have that mix of, uh, of people. And that's, and that's the idea that the person was inspired by Hashem for that moment in time. And, and we're going to see that uh, the Mepharsham point out the inspiration sometimes was, we'll see that by Ehud ben Geira that Hashem inspired them to become generals. Hashem inspired them to lead, to lead armies. Now, the other role of the shofe was to give Musa. Now, there's no question that they tried to uh, bring in the people, help them do tshuva. You know, that concept that we say on Shabbos HaGadu, the idea of the novi coming, and it, 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 it's a little bit on a small level played out in Sefer Shofi, that the, the Shofe comes uh, um, and, and gets the people uh, to, to do tshuva. Um, I just wanna just wanna make one one last comment and then I think we'll stop for tonight. Um is oh, and two, two more comments. Uh, number one, um, the the in Baba Basra on Dafai Ayin He says, P'nei Moshe kepne Chama. The face of Moshe is like the sun in the sky. Pine levana. Meaning Yoshua was not as great as Moshe but certainly a luminary uh, as, as important as the moon. Lumara stops there. But the Shoftim were a little bit like kochavim. They were like stars. meaning when, when means they shined when they needed to shine. And they were big, and they were small, and they were bright, and they weren't bright. And, and, that, and that really tells the story of, of who the Shoftim were. Um, the, the last thing I, I just wanted to mention is, um, um, is the, the, some of the challenges of this book. So the first challenge is is that uh, that Bnei Yisrael was supposed to chase out the Canaanim. Uh, now Canaanim, we'll use Canaanim for all the seven nations that lived in Eretz Yisrael at the time. Rashi and Chumash says that they're uh, all called the Canaanim. Anyway, they failed in that. They did not fulfill their obligation. Lo uh, they did not totally, completely fulfill their obligation to enter Eretz Israel uh, to capture the nations of Eretz Israel and chase the nations out, and that was a problem. We're going to see. We're going to see some of that is going to be remedied in the first parrot but not fully. The truth be told, and we'll talk about that also in the first parrot They couldn't 100 percent do that because of certain. Treaty agreements that Abraham had with Avimela that lasted a number of generations, um, but also, uh, also we're, we're going to see that you know, they, so they had to wait a little bit. But really, really, this problem is not solved until David One of the great contributions of David besides the obvious, Jill uh, and stuff, um, one of the things that David did was he cleared out all of the enemies. When when Shlomo took over, when David dies, there was, there was complete and total peace. Eretz and, and until until the end of Shlomo's life, where he starts to go a little bit bad, uh, whatever that means, um, you don't hear a word of enemies of the Jewish people. It was David completely cleared it out, and he created buffer zones and he created borders. Without Shast, there's a discussion about the lands that David Mel captured. Whether you have to give truma and meiser for for the vegetables that grow on those lands, are they considered Eretz Yisrael? They not considered Eretz Yisrael. Maybe maybe and you know, and there are uh, there are other comments that Chazal make about outside of Eretz Israel that they apply to those lands? So that that you know, but that's what David Amar accomplished. So that but, that but 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 there was too many uh, there were too many here that was uh, left behind, and they charged taxes, and that ultimately that led to negative influence. And then the second thing is that they they started uh, worshipping idols, and they started intermarrying, and, and that led to. Uh, a very very big problem in, in the land okay it, this is uh, this is my introduction to the safer um, a- again we wish that um now next week we're going to get into the safer itself um i just wanted to uh, we, we wish that uh, Ravi rahmi Banar ben and this should have an Aliyah uh um, and we'll and, um, and we'll continue learning with L'zecha and So uh, we also wish for Fu Shlema, for all the Cholim. Next week, we're going to get into the Sefer. Uh, um, actually, I recommend next week, if you could actually have the text in front of you, um, it will it'll make it a lot easier. I want to thank everyone for joining tonight. And Mr Hashem will continue um, next week. So I wish everyone a good night. And, and uh, for all of us here at the Weiss Entertainment Network, have a good night. Thank you, Rabbi.